For this week's remediation, we're jumping a shit ton ahead, as I say in the original episode, from chapter 26 up to 52, where we're starting the ecology shit. Um, it's a shorter one, because ecology is simple as hell, again, as I say in the original episode. So, enough of this bullshitting around, and we'll just get to the episode. Hope you enjoy. Biology for Bastards, teaching biology in the most profane way you've ever seen or heard. I'm your host, John Doty. Thanks for listening. This season, we're going through the AP Biology curriculum one chapter at a time. We're jumping a shit ton. Last chapter was 26. We're now on to 52. Starting the ecology shit. This episode is going to be so fucking short, it's ridiculous. Like, it's almost not even worth it. Um, I'm pretty sure this is going to be like five fucking minutes it's so short ecology is simple as hell so let's just see how quick we can get through this one so ecology what it is you're studying interactions interactions between organisms and other organisms interactions between organisms in the environment so when you are doing ecological studies you have these biotic and abiotic factors. If you can't figure out the difference between those two, uh, you might have a problem. Biotic means living, because bio means life. Abiotic, not living. Like I said, if you can't figure that out by now, you're. I'm, I'll be nice. You might be struggling. But biotic things are organisms, um, behaviors, interactions between organisms, anything like that. While abiotic factors are things like temperature, water availability, salinity, sunlight, soil, humidity, um, nutrient availability, all that shit. That's abiotic. Now, um, in the last chapter, we were talking about taxonomy, and we had the domain, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. We have hierarchies when we talk ecology. We start with organism. That's as simple as shit can be. Organism. When you get a bunch of organisms, a bunch of individuals living together, that gives you a population. You get a shit ton of populations. You get a community. You get a bunch of communities interacting. That gives you an ecosystem. You get a bunch of connected ecosystems. That gives you, and I've heard this described two different ways. Either as a landscape, and that's what the notes on the website, biologyforbastards.com, that's what it has. But I've also heard that level be described as the biome. And then when you combine all the landscapes or all the biomes, that gives you the entire fucking earth, which is the biosphere. So there's that. Now, when it comes to dealing with this shit, Because we are talking about abiotic factors, these non-living things, this is where we start to talk about climate. And climate is this very slow thing to change because it's the long-term average, typically of temperature, precipitation, um, but also the amount of sunlight that's available, wind, because wind's a factor you got to deal with. Um, So it's different from weather in that sense because weather is just like, it changes all the fucking time. It's day to day. 
So I like to think of it as if you're planning a vacation, you plan a location based on the climate, you get there and you've got to deal with the weather. That's just my thing. And we have macroclimates versus microclimates. Hopefully you've picked up on the difference between macro and micro by now when we talked about macro evolution and micro evolution. Macro is big. So you're working at regional, seasonal levels. Microclimates are when you have changes in the environment over a very small scale. So like the north side of a tree or underneath a log or something really fucking tiny like that. So we'll get into climate change later. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind when we're talking about climate. And the climate is really affected by a couple different things. Sunlight, um, air circulation, currents, um, elevation. That's about it. Um, now, we do have different... Um, shit, what the fuck are they called? Um, shit, what are they called? I don't know. Um, space in the term. But we've got like the tropical... We've got the temperate, and we've got the polar, depending on how direct the sunlight is hitting the planet. So when it's really intense and a pretty much direct hit, that's where you get the tropics. As you move away from the equator, um, you get the temperate zones. And then as you keep moving either north or south, you get the polar zones. So our tropics are between like 23 and a half degrees north to 23 and a half degrees south, give or take. Um, and then that's where the Tropic of Cancer in the Northern Hemisphere and the Tropic of Capricorn in the Southern Hemisphere are. And then between the 23 and a half up to about 60 degrees, um, or is it 65? Knowing the exact degrees isn't important, it's just throwing it out there, but about that range that's your temperate zone and then beyond that are your polar zones so because you're getting this unequal distribution of sunlight you're getting this unequal distribution of heat and that causes the air circulation and water circulation because hot shit rises cold shit sinks all that stuff so as the planet's spinning it's circulating the air um, circulating the water. There's all these pictures of currents and shit that you can go look at if you really want to. I'm not going to try to explain or describe ocean currents when you can just look at the fucking picture. So just go do it. Um, I did say mountains. I think I said mountains can affect climate because what you have, you can have the cool moist air blowing off of the ocean, hits a mountain range, and you get rain on like the ocean side and on the leeward side of the mountains. So opposite side, you get the rain. Is that the rain shadow? Yeah. So that's where you can get very dry um, conditions because all the rain and the moisture get stopped by the mountain. Now I've already mentioned biomes kind of being the same as landscapes. There's a bunch of different ones. There's, you know, the tropical forest, tropical dry forest versus tropical rainforest, temperate 
Forest, um, Tempered Grassland. There's a shit ton. But basically, when you have a biome, you have similar climate and similar organisms living in that area. So they don't have to be exactly the same, but they're pretty much the same fucking thing. If you think of, um, like, northern Canada, where you have... Shit, I'm forget. What the fuck is that called? The boreal forest. Fuck. Brain's not working. The boreal forest. You know, you've got a lot of conifers, a lot of pine trees, all that shit. You've got deer, you got moose. Um, same thing over in Europe and Asia, where you have similar looking trees, similar look, similar climate. You have caribou, you have elk, you've got the same fucking thing. You know, if you're just describing what the trees and what the plants and what the animals and what the weather all kind of looks like. So that's what makes a biome a biome. It's similar conditions um, that kind of occupy, as the definition says, a very broad geographic region. And it's determined, the biomes, both by climate but also elevation because um, the elevation will have an effect and can kind of mimic changes in latitude. So if you can, if you have something that normally occurs at a higher latitude, um, you might have that at a lower latitude, but a higher altitude. So it kind of works hand in hand, the uh, climate and the latitude and the elevation all kind of help to figure out your biome. Um, really, the only thing I want to say about biomes is that deserts don't have to be fucking hot. They just have to be dry as hell. That's it. Um, now, to visualize this, to visualize it doesn't need to be hot, it doesn't need to be dry, it doesn't have this, or it does have this, does have that, that's where you get a climograph, which is this pretty little graph, very beautiful picture on the slides, and it's just plotting the temperature and precipitation of a particular region. And sometimes you have like, um, like a line graph for the temperature over the year and a bar chart for the precipitation. Other times you have, you know, your y-axis and your x-axis and you've got a blob. And the blob indicates the range of temperature and precipitation. Personally, I like the, cl the climographs that it's got the blob because it shows you the range, but nobody fucking asked me, so whatever. Um, then we have aquatic biomes that have a bunch of different um, parts to them. So um, you've got the photic zone up top. That's where there's enough light for photosynthesis. Then you have the um, aphotic zone that is too dark for photosynthesis to happen. And you have the benthic zone. That's the bottom. So either the lake bed or the seabed, whatever. Um, in lakes, you have the littoral zone and the limnetic zone. The littoral is up against shore, and then when it gets super deep, that's the limnetic. There's no, like, set depth for all this shit. It's just, you know, the littoral zone has the attached plants. It's where the photic zone reaches all the way to the benthic zone. All that stuff in the limnetic is where you kind of get a little more out in the middle of the lake. And kind of the open water area, that's the pelagic zone. 
The pelagic zone also exists in the ocean um, out there, but in the ocean you've got the intertidal zone, which is the area between the tides. That's what intertidal means. Um, then you have, it either goes by the coastal ocean or the neuritic zone. That's from the intertidal zone all the way to the oceanic zone, which is where the continental shelf is. Continental shelf, if you've ever seen Finding Nemo, that's the drop-off. Um, and then you have the abysmal zone, which sounds fucking terrifying, which it actually is. That's the bottom of the ocean. Super dark, super deep. We're talking like thousands of meters down, deepest parts of the ocean. That's the abysmal zone. Um, and then the last thing, just biogeography. So how species are geographically distributed around the globe. And, you know, there's a couple factors that, uh, that affect that. Obviously, biotic and abiotic factors are going to be a big part. So what other species are there? What are the food resources? Um, is there competition there? Are there predators? Those are a bunch of biotic factors that are going to affect biodiversity. But there's also abiotic factors. If you're a fucking desert animal, you're not going to go and live in the Arctic. It's going to be too fucking cold. Okay, or um, if you are a plant and you need a lot of sunlight, you're not going to grow in a fucking cave, all that shit. Um, but also um, certain behavioral aspects and dispersal aspects. If you need wide open plains to disperse your seeds, you're going to live in a place where it's flat and windy. You're not going to live in a place where there's a shit ton of hills because your seeds aren't going to spread that far. And that brings us to the end. So this one was a little longer than I expected. It's still super fucking short. So we're just going to wrap shit up. So this has been Biology for Bastards. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We're at Bio for Bastards and all three of those. Check out our website, biologyforbastards.com. There's a contact the show section there if you have any advice or any comments that you want to know leave and send us you can do that there um don't forget to rate review subscribe all that shit help us get um discovered by other people and yeah so i've been your host john Doty, and until next time thanks for oh shit i almost forgot to credit the music that would have been bad our intro and outro music is the song feeling good by purple planet music and now we can wrap up so with that being said until next time thanks for listening So you may have just heard an ad, but I can't end with an ad. So just wanted to say, follow us on Twitter at bio for bastards. Um, our intro and outro music is feeling good by purple planet music. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, tell everybody you know about it. And again, thanks for listening.